I'm Chief Artistic Director for Spacetainment. We flew a physical artwork onto the exterior of International Space Station in March. Seriously? It was a project with NASA and SpaceX, and it was in the 600-kilometer orbit exposed to space environment for four months, and it splashed down two weeks ago. So we moved to JAXA, which is a NASA Japan, at the end of August. I'm saying this because I actually tied that with blockchain. It's the first time an artwork has been exposed to space and come back to Earth. You have just heard from Masako Shiba, a New York-based art professional with nearly two decades of experience, including at Sotheby's New York, Japan Society Gallery, Asian Society Museum, and Asian Cultural Council. Since the pandemic, Masako has co-founded Onboard, a digital art curatorial brand and residency. She is also mentor for New Museums New Incorporated and on the advisory board for the Dalai Lama Official Biography Art Project. So let us dive right in. Hello, welcome back. We're podcasting again live from WebEx Asia, now with Masako Shiba, whom I've known for quite a while. Quite a while. In a very different role at very. that time. You were at the Japan and Asia Society. Yes. And you started in the art <laughs> world and then was the societies and now you're back full in the art world in New York City. First of all, thank you. And very nice to see you again. You're right. I have been in New York in the art scene for near 20 years throughout that time, mostly in museums, nonprofit. And during the pandemic, I actually started a crypto based art company and it's called ONBD. It's short for Onboard. I have two more co-founders and they're both from the traditional art world. We have brought in traditional art people into Web3. We're platform neutral, meaning we have partnership with SuperRare, OpenSea, which I was on the panel with and other places. And we do project by project drops. We have started a new initiative where we made a Web3 magazine that will be on chain. And what that means is to support the creators and artists that are writing and seeing if the content will perform well, that would earn them more tokens. So it's a way to encourage that kind of healthy ecosystem growth. It also goes in the other way where Web2 people are interested in Web3, they will learn and the more they read, they contribute, they will earn tokens as well. The growth in Web2 for culture has been exponential. Right now, in terms of money, I think it's been very strong in the finance section, but the interest of newcomers coming into opening their first MetaMask wallet the past two years DeFi has been like this, but the arts and culture goes like this. Mm. It's the apes, it's everything that has to do with arts and culture. So that's six billion new people that are potentially coming into this world. And we are here to introduce them through new technology like wallet as a service, account abstraction, so they don't have to struggle to come in to do Web3. Finance, another thing that's tied into it is more like we come from a user experience side and we understand the struggle of how Web2 wants to come in, but is a barricade there. And we have started to do this program that will ease that entry point. What was your aha moment, the turning point where you said these two things, blockchain and art, actually work well together? I come from a cultural exchange background specializing in US and Japan. That stopped during the pandemic because I couldn't give travel grants. Artists couldn't travel. And I thought, this is a good time to focus on things that could be unique to my skill set and interest 
and maybe digital art would be good. And then blockchain was there. And I saw, for instance, Topshop, NBA Topshop. They were doing significantly interesting things where you could own a 1999 LeBron James three-point shooter. You could own LeBron's moment. That's really interesting. So I thought artists could utilize this kind of technology. Meaningful use of art and technology merged together is something I was interested in. So instead of complaining no one's doing it, I started my company. What do they say? If you want to define the future, you need to build it oh, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what you're doing. Exactly. You said two co-founders. How do you complement each other? It's interesting. I come more from a non-profit side, museum institutions, fundraising mm -hmm. background. And my two co-founders, they have been at one of the strongest Chinese contemporary art galleries. They're very major and important. They understand Asia as a market and they understand new collectors as well. They are very well versed in commercial art. Seemingly, we're all in the same traditional art world, but I used to run Asian Cultural Council, which is a Rockefeller Institution cultural exchange mm -hmm. leg, and I was in charge of Japan. My background of nonprofit and how to gain supporters through that is very different from their understanding of the market size. That's one of the easy ways to describe it. And also, if I go into the minutiae of it, one of the co-founders, he has a music background. He used to be signed in Columbia Records as a musician. So he's very good with the music NFTs as well. I also separately still have a nonprofit. I have a cultural exchange program. And I bring Japanese artists to the States and I bring American state artists to Japan as well. Through that, I support art and technology mainly, and that's how I feed it as well. And also space art. I have a space startup, physical space, and I'm chief artistic director for Spacetainment. We flew a physical artwork onto the exterior of International Space Station in March. Seriously? It was a project with NASA and SpaceX and it was in the 600 kilometer orbit exposed to space environment for four months and it splashed down two weeks ago or something. It's safely in Florida, NASA. It's going to be researched and made sure that, did you say hi to aliens and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> and then it will be moved to JAXA, which is the NASA of Japan at the end of August. So why I'm saying this is because I actually tied that with blockchain. It's such a conceptual practice that something's up in space, but to have po-ops or other things that are very easy access blockchain art, my time log of when I minted where the artwork is on my phone. So you look up and you feel so much more connected to the art. And that's one of the things that have built a community of supporters for this project, which we will move towards the bigger project where I will have a satellite art sculpture in space. That's gonna cost millions and that's gonna be much more huge initiatives. But so I'm building a supporter group through this initial one, which is already significant. It's the first time an artwork has been exposed to space and come back to Earth. But this kind of technology used for art and enabling visions is something I'm interested in. That was a long answer to your question, but how we have different skill sets. My co-founders don't do space, I do space and other things. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely no sense of <laughs> art 
All music for that matter. But space? <laughs> Maybe Top Shot guy. So dynamic NFTs with Ritani and the betting averages and so on. That's probably my thing. From the outside in art, it, it seems there's two worlds as well, right? There's the from the bottom up world, like say your everyday artist. Of course, NFTs are an opportunity to access a broader market, be discovered and make some money, which might be hard if you're not well known. But what you describe also with your co-founders this is high-end Chinese artists that are popular and whatever they might sell for but it's certainly not in the four-digit type of range that range makes it really interesting in terms of the fractionalizing of this art possibly as well and then you own one thousands of it or maybe one millionth or so of this very famous artist it's a good point one of my other initiatives I'm uh external advisor to and art which is a art startup in japan do you know the company called masterworks in the states it's a shared art company people could buy a fraction of a warhol together and mm-hmm. it goes up and they sell it together they decide it's like a mini dow in that sense that is popular in the states but in Japan, there is a service called And Art. I was brought in as external advisor for NFTs and other new media initiatives. I thought it was really interesting that they were interested in doing a new way of buying and sharing art as an experiment through blockchain. Mm-hmm. There's so much more potential. It actually makes more sense to use blockchain, I think, because there's an ownership that's more clarity, the tied inness. And for having it to be additions, but unique additions, right? It's the same picture, but number three had a history of being owned by this major collector. Then I want number three of this edition, even if it doesn't make any difference. That emotional value assets is really interesting. And I think Andart has such good potential by utilizing this kind of involvement too. The artworks may not change at all, but how we, the collector side, interacts changes significantly. And I am on the side that I'm not the artist, I'm the supporter side, I'm the management side. So I cultivate supporters and encourage them to support buying art, supporting art institutions, supporting different things that can be to their interests that would benefit the ecosystem as well. You also curated a lot of exhibitions. How do you see this digital art representation change how we interact with art? Are we going to a gallery and looking at Samsung TVs that display an NFT picture? What's the future of galleries in that? I think it's going to be broader and it's not going to take away from what's existing as the art world right now. It's only going to add to it. Paintings will be paintings and how people transact with it might change a little bit, but predominantly it will be the same. Sculptures as well. Even video works in many cases, maybe, but actually installation, maybe, but video works, performing arts, conceptual art, things that are hard to monetize like LeBron's three-point moment. Those things can now be monetized. So that's really interesting as well. Especially on the music side. People have been, since David Bowie, I think, doing bonds on their music portfolio. So it's nothing new to securitize the royalties. And that's one aspect. 
The fan engagement is another. You have these two separate worlds, which is very clear for the regulator as well, yeah, whichever yeah. regulator it might be in the US. Similar to what we talked about paintings and sculptures, fan engagement with NFTs is on top of the existing royalty schemes that you have with the producers. No, totally. But I think they're used to speaking that way. When you're an artist, you don't share, I made the paint. <laughs> like that kind of conversation for the music industries. I played this instrument, I wrote this, mm. and I am the sound engineer. That kind of separation is so much more their language. So I think the entry point is very different. That being said, it's not going to be immediately easy to monetize and satisfy people, but all those separated rules that the people have in the music industry on their own can be more valued. Their individual role, I think, can be an IP on its own. There are ways, potentially, this could be more interesting if they really work hard at it. Why I say that is because if there is not a need or incentive for the big money people to do so, it's been pretty slow. And right now, I don't know if that's the case. The other argument for NFTs, in my mind, has always been that you can ensure that the artist gets a cut of a resale. Mm -hmm. If you paint something today, you get paid for that, or whatever your market value is at that point. Mm -hmm. But five years later, if you get popular and the price quintuples and gets resold, then you still get whatever 5% of mm -hmm. that resale value. And so you get a bit of a lifetime income stream if you yeah. make it, which also didn't exist before. That is definitely one of the things that got me interested in mm. the blockchain. Resale royalties that comes to the original creator. The provenance of each work is clear on the blockchain. And if you set it that way, there will be royalties that will keep coming in. But there has been different platforms that would not honor it or different ways of the smart contract that would not necessarily be the case. And there's talks about we won't do this all together. And I'm like, no, mm. do it. Because right now, as you said, before this system, Murakami's work would sell for 10 million from a collector in auction. He wouldn't get a penny. And that's wrong. He would be so upset, rightfully. But in this system, he would. And he would want people to continuously rebuy and sell. <laughs> so he gets more money. And that's like a true sense of I want everybody to own my work in that kind of way. So it's really exciting, actually. It's blockchain purpose, but it makes the transactions transparent. While mm -hmm. You're the expert here. What percentage of art deals are actually happening in the public versus between two private buyers and sellers? It's hard to say because the data that we have, as you said, is only public. Private galleries, even auction houses have private deals. And probably the biggest things are in private deals. That's how it's told. I used to be at Sotheby's auction house. And back then, even then, they had really important, significant old master painting works that were over 100 million that would never see the public side. And if that was in the public auction, and if it sold at that point at that price, it would have been the record. So there are major things that are happening. It's just very interesting as well. It's very secretive. And it was kept that way to protect a lot of people involved. But it's also a lot of sincere protection of the work. World War II, artworks that have been restitution works and everything. You want to trace it back and make sure it's kosher in terms of 
should we handle this? All the experts would be at the Met Museum Library studying to see if the provenance is clean for hours. And then we do the due diligence. And then we have a private setup and have private jets that would fly the work to a private viewing for that one person to see it. There will be two generations of specialists involved in it to get it from the owner. That kind of grand drama, but it's sincere work. That doesn't usually get shown to the public. Opposed to crypto, everything's out there. So you can't do that, which is better. They have their own place, and that's fine too. This didn't exist before, and some works need this. I'm pointing at crypto side. And the traditional art world will remain that way too. But some parts of it should change, so we could learn from each other, hopefully. It's a balancing act, it seems like. You need to convince the artists to adopt this new technology and then you need to get people to use the wallets and the the collector side too yeah Mm -hmm. is there a balance or is this this typical market you have always an an overweight on one side and then you're struggling to catch up on the other side how these markets when i started three years ago is it two years ago something like that right before the people sale we started our company a lot of my people my colleagues in the field were like why are you doing this? They have an allergic reaction to the word NFTs. Like, do not say that word. But financially, they were doing very well. So I had the stigma when I was dealing with it because I come from nonprofits. I don't want to be seen as financially driven to do this. I was just, as I said, really interested in the conceptualism and what it could potentially do for the artists. That changed so much now, and I don't have to explain myself. I'm doing this just because I'm interested in, look, is anybody making money? No. (laughs) In a weird way, sadly, it is easy to convince people that I'm just really in it because I believe in this technology. To answer your question about how's the market, there's ups and downs, but it's a good time to build. Those who are in it right now, we're still in it. And we trust each other. So the community that has been in the building side, the creator side, has grown stronger together, I do believe. There's a strong argument to be had to change the name before we throw around ERC numbers. Reddit did a good job. They have NFTs, but they never called it NFT. Mm -hmm. Their press release, not a single word of NFT. It's digital collectibles. And it did so well. And yes, there is something to be learned from that. What would improve the usability on the producer side, on the artist side, to get more people on board? The developers, they understand everything because they made it, and they don't care if people don't necessarily get it. So it's been just a lot of the adoption that has been gone going on has been more developer-focused. But from now on, I think it's the time that we look into utilizing technology to make a user experience so much more smoother. Your trip to Japan is... The occasion of the conference, other things wrapped around this in your interchange programs? Yeah, so this is a little separate from this conference, but I have my nonprofit and um, we have been chosen by Yusaku Maizawa's foundation as a first collaborating partner in the United States to bring Japanese artists to the States. So I have been here to interview potential artists and we have selected one. That's why I was here early June and then Japan Blockchain Week happened. So I ended up just staying there 
attended and then became speaker for some and then I went to IVS and then this happened and then I also have because it's a cultural exchange I'm showing a US artist in Art Osaka from tomorrow so I'm I'm going out tonight after the speaker dinner but it should be interesting we have edible NFTs edible NFTs you could eat it I'm working with Yu Hamikakuto which is one of the biggest confectionery companies in Japan to do CBD NFTs all exciting things happening in the art world NFT front. So that's how it should be, right? It should uh, <laughs> decentralize innovation and creativity and bring all these ideas yeah. out to a greater yeah. market. It's a great way to entry point to the mass to have fun with technology. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rostega.